Fort Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back to Sports Charlotte. I am your host, Ashley Mahoney, and joining us, we have turning guest, goalkeeper, Charlotte Independence player, and Charlotte native, Brennan Miller. Brennan, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? Good. Hey, we've, uh, we've had an extra cup of coffee because it's that kind of day, and we're, we're hydrating, we're getting through. So I see that you have a Liverpool shirt on, is that correct? That is. I have my, uh, I got this, I was in, uh, I was in England over over Christmas, and I got some got some paraphernalia. Uh, I got a mug downstairs. I got my T-shirt. Uh, I got a few pairs of socks. I got a few different things. Yeah. Nice. Now, are they from Anfield, or were you not in Liverpool itself? Unfortunately, this time I wasn't at Anfield. I went to Anfield back in 2011. Um, that was the one time I've been to Anfield. Uh, but this year we were in London, and uh, I actually went to a Spurs match on my birthday, December 26th. That, that is a really good way to celebrate your birthday, and your birthday happens to fall on Boxing Day. so I Exactly. Mean, it's the best, best day of the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, hey, hopefully, before we know it, the travel bans will be lifted, we'll be able to travel some more, have a chance to go back over there. And, and, and feel that I have to say, as much as I, as a United supporter, cringe a little bit, it is a beautiful, beautiful stadium. It's there, there's something about it where you you can hate the club all you want, but you just have to set foot in there and you appreciate the history of the game and what the club has accomplished. And we won't we won't let you enjoy it too much, just a little bit. That whole Champions. No, it definitely it definitely gave me chills being at Anfield. Uh, just the pregame, you know, singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" and just saying. Just seeing the atmosphere outside the stadium, inside the stadium, it was definitely a, a, one of those experiences you, you won't ever forget. Like I, I mean, I remember the first time that I saw Old Trafford and I cried. And I cried the second time I saw it. And what is wrong with you? You don't understand. This moment is greater than, you know, even if I get married someday, this is going to be greater than my wedding day. So yeah. we just need to soak this in the cabbage. Why are you crying? But it's okay. From from one football junkie to another, you get it. It's yeah, exactly. But let's talk about the domestic game, and particularly last night, and your win against North Carolina FC, the first time that the Charlotte Independence has beaten North Carolina FC since they joined USL Championship. And aside from that, it is only the second win against them in club history in that 2015 U.S. Open Cup win. Does it feel nice to finally say, oh, my gosh, they don't have our number anymore, that done it, it's happened, moving on? Yeah, I mean, it feels good to finally uh, get that monkey off the back. Uh, kind of felt like the little brother in the relationship for the past few years. Uh, just getting beat up on uh, consistently. Fair play to them. They've, they've done well over the past few years to take advantage Um some poor play from us, and then they they built some pretty strong teams. But it definitely felt good to finally uh, show up on game day, have the team show up and, and put in a performance in a, in a derby match, and, and come out with a, a great result. And not only that, but you got a clean sheet out of it. Which, as keeper, that is always you know, one winning goal. But two, to do it with a clean sheet in a derby, does it make it a little extra special on that end? 
Uh, I won't say that it made it extra special. It just it's just one of those things that you need to talk about. Like as a goalkeeper, you you want to get shutouts, and that's my first shutout of the season. Uh, it took a, a lot longer than I was expecting it, or I wanted it to. But um, we were finally able to put a solid 90 minutes, 95 minutes together, uh, and and keep the other team off the score sheet for the first time in the season. And, and hopefully, we can take that momentum into our games. We got a lot of games coming up, so you know, continue that hard work and and keep getting shutouts. You're in the midst of a three-match week and played in Miami on Sunday. Came back from that with a 2-1 loss, one last night. Now you get to face group leaders Birmingham this weekend. Short turnaround for starters. How are you holding up with all of this? And we'll, uh, we'll dive into the second part of that question in just a moment. I think, uh, I mean, for me, it's a little bit different than the field players. I don't quite have the physical load that they have uh, for 90 minutes throughout the game. So physically, I feel great. Um, and, and for me, I was just thinking about it this morning during our recovery session. I just I, I kind of like the the uh, opportunity to just get back to playing, just, you know, play, recover, play, recover. just keeps me you know, sharp and, and I get to perform um, on a consistent basis. But I know it's, it's tougher for the field players. They, they've got a, a much tougher load through 90 minutes and their bodies may are taking a lot more um, th- throughout the throughout the 90 minute game. So uh, it's just about taking care of your body. Um, it's, it's a mental challenge as well as a physical challenge right now, but I think we're up for it. In addition to the mental aspect of the game, there is a tweet that you posted about 16 hours ago at the time of this recording that I'm going to read. And you tweeted, drove to the locker room unsure about what I wanted to do. Sat at my locker for 30 minutes trying to figure out the best decision. I too am struggling to focus on a game when there are bigger issues at hand. I'm glad we won, but don't let that distract you from the bigger battle. And for those of you who are listening and thinking, all right, what's that tweet about? You may live under a rock. That's okay. We're here here to educate you. And the shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin on Sunday has raised the question of everyone. There were were statements that were released after George Floyd was killed in May. And there was a lot of action taken. And the conversation centered around social justice. And it seemed like just for a moment, things had the potential to change or at least move forward. Less than three months later, here we are again. And yesterday, the Milwaukee Bucks sparked a movement across not only the NBA, but MLS, Major League Baseball, the WNBA, and so forth, of players saying right now the sport is not the focal point, but if saying that tonight players will not perform their respective jobs, if you will, and that right now sports need to be on pause and people need to turn their attention to the fact that there is a problem with an unarmed black man being shot seven times in the back in front of his children and that being quote-unquote normal because there's nothing normal about that. Talk to me a bit about that tweet and your decision to play last night. And I, I, you know, throughout the day, seeing what was going on in the NBA, uh, specifically starting with, with the Milwaukee Bucks, um, you know, as a as a athlete, as a black man, you know, I want to stand in solidarity with the the other people who are fighting the same fight that I am. Uh, and so it was an internal struggle. You know, I'm in the car, I'm driving there. Um, 
that on, should be on my phone, but you know, seeing things on my phone uh, about you know other NBA players not not playing, other NBA teams not playing, and and potentially same thing happening in MLS, and you know, it's an internal struggle. Like I want to be. I want to be with them. I want to stand in solidarity with them. I, you know, we want to make an impact. Um, but at the same time, I have to realize what my impact is and how I use my platform to impact. And currently, right now, I use my platform for to play uh, in order to impact. You know, the Heal Charlotte organization and raise money for their organization because they're doing amazing things in the Charlotte community. And you know, just today, uh, I was able personally to able to donate donate. Thirty dollars to to Heal Charlotte. The, my business was able to donate thirty dollars to Heal Charlotte, and we've raised a good amount of money through the donations um, each game from fans and, and other people who have decided to match those donations. And so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking: do I want to do I want to take that away from Heal Charlotte, um, which is going to help them? in their target goal of raising $10 million for affordable housing, which is a massive crisis in the Charlotte community that, that many people may not know about. Like if you don't, if you don't pay attention or if you don't drive by Tent City every single day like I do, then you don't understand. You may not have quite the understanding that, uh, that there are a lot, there's a lot of homelessness and there's a lot of people who don't have, um, and, Charlotte or Heal Charlotte is an organization that's helping these people and if I can help Heal Charlotte by playing then that's something that I feel like I need to do and so it's just it's a struggle it's it's you know I don't we don't want to uh, ignore what's going on and by no means am I am I going to do that but I want to figure out how I can impact beyond uh, a symbol or a gesture of simply uh, sitting out a game. Did you have conversations with your teammates prior to the match about potentially sitting out, or was it a matter of kind of an understanding that the the match was going to happen? Uh, I didn't have any conversations with anyone prior to the game. It was more so me sitting in my locker and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do as as a human being who was who was struggling from seeing uh, you know the video of of. of, of Jacob being shot in the back or, you know, seeing the video of the, the militia in, in, in Wisconsin and, and the murders that happened then, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to deal with. It's tough to see. It's tough to consistently have to, to take that in. Um, so I, I think it's a discussion that we will have as a team uh, to see where we think our biggest impact is and, and how we can really amplify the movement, the message and, and really impact our community uh, if that's by sitting out then maybe that's something we we make a decision as a team but uh, I think the decision has to be made as a team as opposed to um, you know one or two players sitting out and this is something where for some people they'll look at other sports whether that's you know basketball football in the NFL and they'll say oh well there's a semblance of normalcy because training camp is going on or because the playoffs are here or something of that nature and saying things have gone back to end quote normal over the last three months versus players like yourself and Hugh Roberts who have continued to push this rally cry this battle cry of there is a problem it needs to be addressed here are the steps that are being taken by us to be a catalyst for change, not just people are saying, 
change things happen, change things happen. But like you said, the work you're doing with Heal Charlotte, the work that he was done in starting a foundation and just continuing to make sure that it's a daily mission, not just something when it's appropriate on social media. What in the meantime do you want people to know about the work for not only yourself, not only for you, but perhaps as players with this club going forward? Well, I, I think it's just that like the work that we're doing um, is to avoid going back to normal because normal wasn't working for a large number of people um, in society. And it's, it's quite easy to, um, and I found myself at times, I've done it before where you go back to your house and you, you kind of, you live in your own world, your own bubble. You don't see what's, what's out and around you. Um, you kind of get away from the world, but it's, 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 for me, I feel it's selfish for me to do that, um, anymore, uh, because I can't ignore the plight of the people who look like me and, and, and others, um, who may not look like me, who are, who are struggling and, and need help. And so, um, normal is just not something that we can go back to. Uh, it's, it, I kind of look at it like we're, we're at, at this point in society, we're, we're kind of peeling off a bandaid. Um, and we can either put and kind of slap that bandaid back on and just go back to the way things were, or we can actually, uh, try and address the wound and it's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. It's going to, it's not going to be what we want to do. It's going to be uncomfortable, but once the wound heals, then we can build something better, right? Something that's more inclusive for everyone and something that, that works better for everyone. Uh, and we won't have to, you know, as often address these issues of police brutality or address these issues of homelessness or, or you know, people going hungry or, or poverty. Like it's, there's, these are issues that can be addressed and there's not just a, you know, a quick fix to it, but it's, it's issues that we can address and make better. It's just that we have to be willing to, to address them and, and actually say that they're, they're happening and say that they're real. A lot of focus over the next several months will turn toward the election and uh, the presidential election as well as everything else that trickles down from that in November. Do you have plans to get involved with you know, voting advocacy or anything of that nature over the next couple of months? I see him smiling. Now, if you're listening to this, you can't see his smile, but if you could you know, just turn a smile into... I don't know. It's the best way to turn a smile onto something people can hear on a podcast. Can t- they explain the smile? I'm very intrigued to find out what the smile means. It's because it's it's uh, it, it's one of those things. Like I I am I very much so plan to get involved with uh, uh, voter registration, voting advocacy things. Voting voter education is the biggest part for me. Um, I don't. I'm I've never been a fan of telling everyone, hey, go vote, just go vote. Like yeah, I think you need to educate yourself on what you're voting on um, so that you can fully make an informed decision. Uh, but on the other side of it, I, you know, I have to be cognizant of how much I take on uh, because I don't want to spread myself too thin and therefore, you know, Heal Charlotte's not getting the attention that it needs or, you know, the, the Young Investor Society's not getting the attention it needs or, you know, the, the what's what's really important is my soccer career, you know, is not getting as much attention as it needs. Uh, and so uh, I... I do plan to get involved. Uh, I do have some things in the works that hopefully we can uh, not so much announce, but like, you know, roll out sometime in the next month or so. Um, so I'll keep you, keep you updated. 
Well, we will certainly be bugging you and having you back on the podcast to discuss that. And you mentioned Young Investor Society, which for those of you who are subscribers to our Tuesday TCFC newsletter, you've already read about this. But if you're just hearing about it for the first time, we're here to catch you up. So you are part of the Young Investor Society, which is designed to bring financial literacy into particularly low-income Title I schools and kids who may not necessarily have those resources or people who can share that knowledge with them at home. Why, we've spoken about this before, but why get involved with financial literacy, particularly for high school students? Uh, I mean, particularly for high school students or low-income um, neighborhood schools, to the Title I schools that you mentioned, I wanted to get involved because I was I didn't go to a Title One school. Um, you know, I, I graduated from a, a private school here in Charlotte. I went to a good university, graduated from there, um, and I mean I consider myself a pretty well-educated guy. And I had no clue what I was doing when I bought a house, my first house back in 2017. Didn't really. Didn't really know much about what I was doing in 2018 when I bought a house, or 2019 when I bought the house I currently live in. Um, and I'm, I was just sitting there thinking, like, why, why, why is that? Like, why don't I have the knowledge that I need to, to, you know, act, to accurately navigate uh, a mortgage loan or a car loan or um, the financial literacy for saving and investing and things like that? And then, like, if I don't, if I don't have that coming from the background that I come from, I can only imagine the, you know, the level of inadequacy that's in other neighborhoods that where they're not having conversations about money or they don't, you know, have the resources necessary to educate them. And so I think if I can, a lot of, I mean, this goes back to a lot of what I do, uh, why I have prime focus goalkeeping or why I do what I do with coaching. It's like I want other people to have an easier path than I had, right? Um, and so if, if we can educate these high school youth um, on certain things like um, buying a house, like investing, like, you know, you're, these are things that are going to come up in, in in their life in one, two, maybe five years, right? So if they can get gain that knowledge now and start saving for those things or, or be better prepared to understand interest rates and, and things like that, like, it's just going to elevate the, the knowledge base in that neighborhood and hopefully that can turn into better business owners, which will then uh, funnel more more resources into the neighborhood. Heading into or flipping it back over toward the soccer side now, but when you look at your final match of August, you get seven in September. That's, that's a lot. That is a lot, a very short span of time. What are you preaching, particularly to younger guys who may not have experienced this before? Maybe they're very new in their professional careers. When you talk about some of the local guys like Shalom Dewey, a center back who is from the area, signed with the independents, or someone like Tristor, I'm going to butcher his last name, I apologize, Hensam uh, Mabayo. But, you know, these are kids who are very young in their careers and to have basically baptized by fire with the pandemic situation for starters you're, like, you're in there preseason's going great you play your opening match and then you're on hiatus for four months and then you turn and you have a very condensed regular season how are you bringing them along and just saying alright it's going to be a lot 
Here's how you navigate mentally. Here's how you navigate physically. The athletic trainers are your new best friends. Make sure you're seeing them after training and things like that. Uh, I think it's, it's. A, I actually think it's a lot easier for them um, because it's they don't really know what a regular professional season is like. Um, and the, the you know the grind of going from March or early February until hopefully late October, early November, right? So then they had a you know, I don't even know, 10 week break in between, something like that, 10, 12 weeks. So like, they don't, they don't really understand, you know, or they don't physically have that, that feeling of, oh, I'm exhausted because we're, you know, we're what a month, month and a half into this, to the restart. Um, and so that's a little bit different than being in, you know, the end of August and during a regular season. So I think for them, it's, it's, it's not so much a physical grind. Um, just the mental grind of getting used to, you know, you're, you're most likely going to get more playing time and more opportunities in, in this situation where we have to play Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. And like you have, that's when you have to have everyone. So it's just being mentally prepared to come on and, and do your job, do a, a job um, when you're called upon because um, you are going to be called upon. And speaking of that, you have all-time leading goal scorer, Dane Kelly, up top, getting the job done. And then you have the addition of Christian Cheney, as well as, I mean, you've got Enzo Martinez. Everyone's very familiar with him. But when you look at the guys that you have up top, bringing Christian in last week, bringing in you know, the younger guys, what's the dynamic like up there in terms of saying, all right, Maybe you're not going to have Dane play every minute because that's a lot of minutes, especially for someone who has played in the league as long as he has versus, you know, someone who's 25 like Christian or someone who's even younger like Trisha or someone who's somewhere in between like Enzo. I think it's, uh, well, one, I think it's good for Dane. Um, like you said, he doesn't have to carry the load uh, for the entire season especially with these games being back-to-back. But uh, it gives these younger guys the opportunity. You know, Christian's, Christian's been in the league and, and scored goals in this league, and, and uh, I think he's he's back in the league to try and prove he can do it again. And I think he's someone who can. But to take the load off of, of Dane and, and allow them the opportunity to to get their moment to shine and, and uh, perform for the team, I think it's huge, especially for a young guy like Trey to see to see the level that he he's competing at and, and knowing that he can he can compete and perform at this level. Uh, getting these opportunities right now will be big for him. And I mean, Dane, Dane's Dane. He's you know all time leading goal scorer. He's going to get opportunities. He's going to create and he's going to score goals. And so you kind of just need someone someone else to to help pick up the load as well uh, because he, you know it can't just be Dane carrying the squad through the season. Oh, still waiting for that inaugural Dane Kelly Charlotte Independence hat trick. He has more matches to go. That's just the regular season. He's got time. If you guys make the playoffs and you're in prime position right now to make the playoffs, see what happens. Yeah, it's coming. Well, hey, as always, Brendan, we appreciate you joining us on Sports Charlotte. It is a pleasure, and we'll have to do it again very, very soon because it is that time of year everything is just moving very quickly how can people get involved with not only your work with prime focus goalkeeping your brand as well as Hill charlotte and young investor society how can people get involved with all of that um you can just go to my social media page uh, my personal page dvo uh 26 t-w-o-s-i-x 
Uh, and I, I'll post, I post a lot of stuff about, um, especially with Heal Charlotte after every single game, just posting the donation link to, to get as many people to match as possible. Um, and then my athlete page on Facebook or my Twitter, my social media pages will always have, um, information on, on the organizations that I'm working with. And as well with Prime Focus Goalkeeping, um, I use the brand. Uh, as well to to donate um impact the community as much as possible but um, if you want to see more about that you can go to prime focus gk on twitter facebook or instagram uh, it's always there's always something up on there fantastic as always appreciate you joining us and make sure that you head over to the charlottepost.com head over to the qcfc tab under sports you can check out all of our soccer specific content there you can sign up for our qcfc newsletter every tuesday morning at 7 a.m or you can stop by the post if you're old school and you're like i want a physical copy of the paper the paper just came out today unless you're listening to this tomorrow or the day after, in which case it did not. But the August 27th edition is our last edition of August. You can pick up the next copy on September 3rd because that will be our first one of September. We're talking September. I need another cup of coffee. Until next time, I'm your host, Ashley Mahoney. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Sport Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.